0: My condition was in I woke up this morning With the sundown Shining
1: in and to Jacks Tom How, she's Ellie Mae? we, we got to do something better than that
0: Well,
2: Ellie Mae was just supposed to be a nickname
1: Yeah, we got to do something <laughs> Aliani Nascimento was, It's a terrific name It's just kind of a Did you ever play like soccer Where you had to put Nascimento on the back of your jersey or something?
2: No, thankfully not Just volleyball
1: Well, they don't do they don't do names on volleyball, do they?
2: Not really, no. Uh, actually, Kevin's calling in. I'm going I'm to bring him on the All line. All right, One that's
1: moment. fair. SP Futures up 7, NASDAQ Futures up 44. We had an update yesterday. We're way up from when our uh, the, the lows on Monday. Um, as we bounce, we've got like uh, Amazons up like $170 since the low. Um, had some clients that were that have Amazon and have NVIDIA and Apple and those kinds of stocks that were... Uh, of course they're never supposed to go down. They were in absolute panic the other day and now everything's okay again, which I don't know about the okay again part, but, uh, anyway, there's a lot of people that have made a lot of money in the last ten years that, in one man's opinion, should be looking to save, to uh, lock some of that in and it's just not the mentality. I don't, uh, I don't quite get that, but, uh, again, some people are and a lot of people aren't, but if you decide you're going to hang in there with these things and just take a chance, That's what you're doing. That is, you know, that's the, I'm not not pushing for business, but I, I, yep.
2: Just trying to uh, get a hold of Kevin here. One second.
1: He'll call in. He he calls in. He calls in. He'll call you.
2: Yeah, he just called in right now. One moment.
0: All right, we got Kevin on the
2: line right now. Hi, Kevin.
0: Ready to go.
1: Well, we're ready to go here. We're having a little, little rocky start, but we'll get there.
3: It's okay. It's a uh, first, first day without Maddie. Is this Eliana's uh, first uh, solo flight? Yes.
2: Yeah, I tried picking up the phone earlier, but uh, Chief and I were chatting a little bit there, so forgive me for not picking up soon enough, Kevin. It's
3: don't working. worry, just land the plane. If you don't crash it, it's a it's been a good, sh- good first show.
2: <laughs> all right, well, we're ready to rock and roll now.
1: <laughs> so, we, we have on yet? Is that what you are telling me? He's here. Uh, all right, well, Kevin, you are here. So, what's up, bud? I uh,
3: what's up? Well, and, I don't know, not not too much. Just getting ready for the start of the second semester.
1: I was uh, thinking about you last night. I had a uh, I met my buddy Bill, uh, my attorney buddy, and uh, he, of course, he hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Let's go up and watch the the Marquette uh, DePaul game. He's a he's a serious Marquette alum. And, uh, I I like that team. Uh, just ten freshmen, Kevin. I like the coach. Seems like, uh, that's an interesting... Shaka th-
3: Smart,
0: uh, yeah. Marquette?
1: Yeah. Uh, they look good. I mean, DePaul, actually, it was, was a really good game. I mean, and, uh, Marquette outlasted them in the second half. But ten freshmen, that's kind of unique. Bill thinks the one point guard might be All-American his freshman year, or second team or something. Uh... I'll
3: tell you what Shaka Smart um, actually coached uh, as an assistant for Billy Donovan at Florida so he goes back to that Uh, I think he's a Wisconsin native Um, he went to I believe Virginia Commonwealth and he was very successful there went to Texas, didn't work out as well Um, and he was available when Marquette decided to make a change and I do think he's a pretty good coach so um, uh, that's good for Marquette I think, I think Marquette's going to come on the uh, Irish schedule for a home and home pretty soon. I think they have a game lined up.
1: Now we were uh, discussing. I mean, I, w- knowing nothing, I of course have an opinion, but um,
3: I'm, 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 <laughs> I don't know anything, but I have an opinion. Well, all right, welcome uh, to the yeah, welcome, welcome to the world, world of twenty
1: twenty two. Well, actually, I wanted to run it by you. I think actually I was I was blaming you for my opinion. Uh, you were the one who was saying that some of these kids when they when they go someplace and it, it doesn't work out at like a five star place or a four star place and they drop back to a a Loyola or Northern Illinois, I mean I'm putting them on the same page, but all of a sudden some of the guys that they might have played with in high school or no new in the same league or whatever say, Hey, Joe's back at Loyola, why don't we go play with him? We can have a pretty good team and I get the feeling that some of these ten freshmen must have known each other from either camps or something like that. That were one or two of them committed. It probably helped to get the rest. That's just that's just a guess. Uh,
3: I, I think there is, but I, I you know, I, I think a, 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 there's a lot of people that ascribe um, being high school teammates or being, uh, you know, buddies, having played on the same AAU team in the summer or whatever. Um, I think that gets a little more weight than it deserves. I think in in the end, most people go where it's going to be. You know, I'm going to go where it's best for me. Um, I I love my buddies and uh, and and I want to uh, you know and I enjoy playing with them. But uh, you know, I'm I'm looking for my own situation. But it could be, and uh, you know, a lot of the connections, like you said, it's it's not unusual for someone to go away to a major conference school and then they find their way back home because when they decide they want to leave, leaving uh, a, a real easy. I, not, I don't want to say real easy, but a, a more comfortable place to come is back home.
1: Well, I just uh, a major pitch to me, if I was a senior in high school, would not be you're one of ten freshmen, unless I knew the people and knew I, how I fit in.
3: Well, it, it, it again, it depends on a lot of uh, a lot of factors that would go into a, a basketball player's decision. So the first question I'll ask is: Of the ten freshmen, how many of them were freshmen last year when they got the freebie year from the NCAA? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, I, I didn't think I about don't. that. It's it's true. I mean, I don't.
3: So so they may be calling them freshmen, but they but it's it, it's very possible that they're. But
1: uh, um, it's five you know, and that five. They have maybe. a year of
3: experience under their belt, and, the, and and I'd have to look at their roster and and see what gives with that. But <clears throat> uh, I would also um, suggest that. Uh, it, the, if the best of them are, aren't going to be around very long, then for some of the others, that it makes you know it makes sense to uh, take their spot in line and have limited playing time for a little bit, of, uh, a little while, and then um, you know when uh, when the star leaves after one or two years, then, um, then they have their chance. Well,
1: yeah, I don't think anybody up. there is a, is a breakout. Gonna, they're going to draft them after one year, kind of guy. I mean, are I don't think anybody's at that level of what I gather, but who knows? Uh, but DePaul didn't look horrible. Even though they haven't won, they haven't won a. Uh, well, Paul's not a
3: bad team at all. I've seen them uh, on TV a couple of times. I haven't sat and watched a whole game, but um, but I, I've seen them. I think they they have some uh, they have some good ball players, and and they seem to be um, you know they play hard, play well together.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, they, they of course had a uh, a cancellation. I guess the Creighton was playing somebody, uh, UConn or something. That was a uh, that was canceled. But at least the yeah,
3: cancellations uh, are, have been interesting. Uh, um, Notre Dame and Duke got canceled for New Year's Day, or not canceled, postponed, and they just rescheduled that for the end of this month. Um, so both teams are going to have like three games in seven days, or something like that. Um, you know, and and I, I, I've seen some things on the fly. So as an example, um, the Notre Dame women last Sunday were scheduled to play North Carolina State, who's one of the best teams in the country and um and uh, north carolina and the Notre Dame women had to um uh, uh, opt out because they had some po- uh, too many positive tests and um uh, and so uh the a c c adapted and next thing you know, uh you know Miami's opponent had an opt out as well, so down to Miami goes north carolina state, and so uh, you know on the fly, they go down and play that game down there uh and that way, that leaves a spot on the schedule for later that they can use to make up games yeah. Which is, you know it's been a uh, pretty fluid situation for the uh colleges and and the conferences are figuring out how to adapt to it on the fly
1: um yeah, I don't uh... I'm, 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 you know, obviously had a long discussion yesterday with uh, Jeff regarding where this stuff is all going and where the and where some of the, the studies are leading and how the amount of conflict all over the place. i mean, I don't want to go through it that much again. I I just can't believe. That, well, I, it,
3: yeah, but one one comment that um, uh, it's it's sort of related, but it really is is more of a political comment, and, and that is um, right now. Uh, I think if if Joe Biden were smart, uh, which you know is a pretty big if, um, I, I I think the the smartest thing he could do is uh, is withdraw um, his um, mandate because uh, I think the Supreme Court's going to slap it down any day anyway, um, and uh, and so if you if you look at it from the just strictly from the political standpoint, one it was it would be a bad loss for him. Um, and, uh, and and a deserved loss, I think. You know, I, I just don't think they uh, should be mandating it, and especially when you're finding j- at just the time that you're finding that the vaccines aren't stopping people from getting uh, infections uh, is the time that you're standing in front of the Supreme Court trying to tell them that we have to make sure everybody's vaccinated and they can't go to work if they're not uh so th- that's that's part one of it uh it, it's it's I, I just think it's such a loser and it and it makes no sense at this point but aside from that he's they're, they're likely to get their uh, wings clipped in terms of uh what the authority of the executive branch is and uh i i think rather than lose <clears throat> which that which i would
1: i would say good
3: executive branch would want to uh, just leave it up in the air and they'll fight that battle another
1: day i uh well, the only problem with the executive branch losing any power is who's going to pick it up. Congress sure can't. They should, but they won't. Well,
3: Congress sure doesn't. That's for sure. Yeah. And and you know, I, I know uh, uh Carl mentioned this last Friday. Congress did have the chance in this case to take it up and they d- declined. They said, "No, we d- we don't want to uh we we don't want to do a mandate."
1: I don't so, uh I'm I'm really curious. I was uh you know, I've been I've been studying a little bit about we're pursuing this, you know, January sixth mandate or the mid-January sixth thing, and just pounding and pounding on this, and I, you know, I was I think that anybody who anybody who invades anything and does damage anywhere, I, I, you know, have no sympathy for you, but uh, I think it's at some point people don't do things. I mean, I, I look at the, my, the, the new me, Kevin, which has actually pretty much been the old me, but the, the new me. Is instead of judging what people say or what they do harshly, I try and look at see what they saw to make them do what I think is a dumb thing. <laughs> now, why 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 do people are why are people dumb enough to go piling into the Congress and try and do damage and stuff? I mean, is it I don't I don't I don't like the action at all. I just wonder what what is, most Americans right now. We were always a republic. Okay, we were we always were were. Fairly distant from actually being able to do anything politically, even though we get talking into thinking, we can. Um, you know, we we can vote for president, but we can't vote for really who who runs for president. Really, um, it, that seems to be decided well outside the a couple of people. If you you know if you screw up in, in Iowa and New Hampshire, I guess you can you can mess it up. But but by and large, the general population. There's no such thing as a national primary or anything like that. Uh, you really well, we don't,
3: don't do any national elections. Everything's a state election. Well,
1: I what I'm saying is, I mean, this whole idea that that you can, you know, pe- peaceably change things if you want to. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's very obvious to me that there's a, and I am clearly no revolutionary. That something really has to change in Washington, and I don't I don't think that it needs to be. God, I sure hope it. To, it doesn't have to get. Uh, armed or anything like that, but <coughs> so at some point, people get pissed off, and, and and they and they get frustrated, and they do stupid things. Whether it's on the Democratic side, you know, want to be socialist or want to change everything, or all those kinds of things, or or on the, or, or the people want to storm the Capitol. I mean, I don't I don't buy any of that crap, to be honest with you. But I'm also looking for the peaceful way to change stuff, and to be honest with you, I don't see any. I mean, I mean, I. I mean, we, we seem to have, uh, elected officials. I mean, we elect people here. We have representatives. Kevin, what, what is, if, if you take 100% of the power in the House of Representatives, you know, if you had your pie chart and, and, uh, you know, Bobby Rush, let's say he didn't do anything when he was there anyway, but that's another story, but, but say that somebody gets elected there. Say, say it's, Eliani. So I would say it's you. Somebody who wants to do a good job, has energy. I for her. Yeah, I vote for her. She wants to do a good job. She surely has energy. She looks good. You know, let, let's get her in there, okay? What what percentage of the 100% of power in the House of Representatives does our girl, Eliani, have on, the, on her first two years? I'm going to say a, a pimple on the ass of an elephant. I don't i don 't think anybody cares about her. all they care about is if she doesn 't vote democratic or doesn 't vote Republican wherever she is they don 't want her around they won 't even caucus with her and they basically you know w- w- what is she she's nothing yet she's our person now and what and what gets some some backing of of uh, of twenty five lobbyists or hundred lobbyists or big companies what gets Nancy Pelosi? know, 90% of the power, or 80% or whatever, and I'm not talking about <clears throat> just her, whoever the, the bump Republican was before her, or, or or worse, Denny Hastert, you know, who, obviously somebody knew he was uh, shall we say tainted, and controlled him, because they had, there, was, there was a story to tell if he if he didn't do the right thing for somebody. I mean, somebody kicked Dan Rostenkowski out, because he was independent and didn't listen to people. And since then, we've just had a a, a, an array of of uh, of, of people who seem to be bought and paid for by who? I mean, anybody thinks that that this is a you know is any kind of a representative government? I mean, it's way more representative probably than Russia. So I guess it's a matter of degree, but it's not anything here what we what we would we would certainly uh, you know. I mean, it's not like I don't love my country; I do. But it, to, to think that this is that this is going the right direction is is totally wrong to me. I you know I don't know how you fix it. Or where am I wrong here
0: well
3: i I don't think you're wrong uh, uh, I, uh, there's there's so much you know this is this is one of those these things that if you want to fix it, it takes some vision it t- takes a commitment from a lot of people um, who are willing to do it for the long haul because you have to fix things one piece at a time. you can't just you know and, and like you said unless you want to have a violent overthrow and do something that, you know completely different you can't but but really, um, you know, every turnaround I've ever had to do uh, has always been one piece at a time, and that's just you know some uh, uh, department with you know m- you know maybe fifty, maybe a hundred people working there, uh, you know, it, 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 at most, um, and it still is a long haul process that you have to do step by step because you keep running around plugging you know plugging up uh, holes holes in the dam anyway. Uh, as even even as you're trying to move it forward, so how would you do it with government? Well, you know, I mentioned before uh, clipping the wings of the executive branch. And one of the ways to you know uh, to start you know getting Congress uh, a little more functional would be to reclaim some of the con- the uh, constitutional responsibilities that the executive branch has been grabbing uh, administration by administration for a lot of years. Um, and to and to start taking back that responsibility, but congress doesn 't you know, all they have to do is go to court over this stuff and say that 's our responsibility um, you know and and it 's been done on occasion, but it 's usually gone the other way so for example, uh, you may remember during the Obama administration um, uh, the uh, the executive branch went and uh, when i think it was Arizona that tried to uh, do its own enforcement of the borders, and they went and claimed that that is uh, executive responsibility and they won because they're right that you know border security is executive branch responsibility congress needs to do the same thing in the other direction and say they're you know they're taking up so as an example let's go back to this osha mandate you know it, it, this is not specified in in the law there, I mean it's it's a big overstep of, of what the law says congress needs to go back and say we made the law that's our responsibility you can't change it executive branch just because you think there's an emergency. Um, and and that's what hap- You know, that's the kind of thing that has to happen is to start getting back to where the powers are separated, and then you can start worrying about who has how much clout uh, in, in any given uh, uh, session of Congress.
0: Well, you know, the
1: idea. I mean, I I see it in, in my industry, um, and I, and I don't I don't know why people there's a I don't know Kevin when I when I, I learned a lot of things when I was on the board of the CBOE. One of them is. When you're in there with people, there's, there's stuff that they can, uh, sort of address at their level, and they really can't comprehend things, like, above their level. I don't know how to explain this. The guys who were on the, the board from the floor, the, uh, members, if somebody, uh, if somebody was a, uh, you know, <clears throat> four contracts over position limit when people used to care about stuff like that, they, you know, like four times in a row, you know, the guy was a, a recidivist and they, you know, they wanted to spank him in the, in the, in the town square. Um, but if some member firm did something, oh man, they're, they're like, uh, they're like our big customer. They bring business here. We can't, we can't like do anything to those guys. I'm sitting there going, guys, you gotta, I mean, if you're, if you're willing to, you know, put somebody under, you know, in prison, the other, the other guy doing something worse, uh, he gets off just because he's bigger. And yesterday, I know I've been kind well, of, Well, uh, That,
3: that, that time is, is a separate. Uh, question, but uh, well, it's related, but you know, it's it's one of the things where I say you got to fix things one at a time. Well, you know, the one at a time there is: do we have principles or not? <laughs> you know, well, the answer is we, we don't. don't. We do for then, some people in our principles apply to everybody.
1: Well, they don't. They clearly don't. I mean, I was uh, on the way home last night. I'm, I'm you know sitting in the car, in my own business, listening to I'll say That's I'm usual. listening to uh, news radio, and all of a sudden they're they're clucking because some guy in Illinois. Evidently, he had, had a buddy, uh, had a guy at some firm, and they gave him the earnings a day early because the guy was you know, the, the son of the you know CFO or something. And the guy makes 110 grand on this trade, and they and of course the guy is you know he's vilified, he's convicted. I'm sure the, the federal, it had to be a federal case, you know, puts the guy in there. I'm sure they they wasted God knows how much time and talent, and they get this guy. Now I don't, I don't as somebody who's traded on the floor, I don't really want people. You know, with the inside information trading ahead of me, but how do how do you let two or three people in Congress who did it and three people on the Federal Reserve just resign and go without even investigating? I mean, I mean, wh- wh- what are we doing here? How, how do you, if if you're if you're going to say it's okay, and uh, I'm I'm almost in the in the group that says uh, there's always going to be information out there, I and mean, the weird part is. If you talk to any single—I mean, let's say the listeners, or many listeners—we have two, three, four thousand. I think we have um, every single one. If you really looked at yourself in the mirror, and you—and every time you bought a stock, okay, tell yourself, look yourself right in the eye, and say, "The reason why I bought it was because I thought I was smarter and had more information than the guy who sold it to me," right? It's, 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 uh, you probably don't or maybe you're you're saying I like the company I'm just going to buy some in five years uh, I think they've they got a nice product blah 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 but Bob by and large how many people think they have a tip or something? I, I've never seen anybody at my level actually had the right tip. i do never see anybody make any money on this stuff. So I don't even, you know, I mean, but I, I know nobody, obviously in my business, if somebody were to say to me, I want to buy stock because my, my dad's a CFO and he told me something, I I couldn't make the trade for him. I won't. I mean, that's because that's, A, it's against the rules, and I wouldn't do that. I mean, that's just not what PTI stands for. But But, I mean, the fact is, most people think, that uh, you know, I mean, hey, I read in the paper that these guys got a great. Now, I guess there's the paper. There's somebody, your buddy. There's if somebody's inside. There's all these levels of this stuff. But how exactly is is our Congress? They're okay. I mean, people have this idea that these people can cheat. They can do whatever they want. And if you're big enough, none of this stuff, none of this stuff comes down. You know how? How does the SEC who declines to go after? The Congress people or the Fed people to investigate what exactly they traded. How do they continue to, to push cases against other people? How do you not pick up the phone and say drop all these? How, how do
3: they have the moral authority to enforce elsewhere?
1: Yeah. I mean, how do they, how do they get to do that? I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that. I mean, I just, I mean, I, that, that, well, that's why, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you, I guess. I, I, if I didn't have any morals, maybe I'd be a Congressman. I mean, I don't, or, you know, I didn't, and this thing with, with Paul Powell. I mean, the man sits there and tells me what he's, do, what he's gonna do, what he's gonna do, what he's gonna do, and since he's come in front of Congress the last two days, all the, all the, all the bonds have done is gone straight up, which means he's telling people he's gonna fight inflation, but while he's talking, his new job is to keep the market up. And, yeah,
3: now, did you, did you just call him Paul Powell, and is that a great Floridian slip? Oh
1: god, yeah, Jerome Powell. <laughs> yeah, Paul Powell, Mr. Shoebox.
3: But, yeah, but, you know, well, Oh God. Yeah, for for those who aren't old enough to remember, Paul Powell was the Secretary of State um, for the state of Illinois, and uh, after he died, they found shoeboxes full of cash in his closets.
1: Well, but he brought uh, the shoeboxes with him. He was in a motel. Remember?
3: Oh yeah, vaguely. Yeah, I do remember that. What, what's What's funny about it, though? First of all, he coined the phrase uh, um, "shoebox politics" for a while in the state of Illinois. Yeah, uh, but but I remember back in the day. When uh, you, you know you used to like write a check to get your driver's license, and the checks were to be made out to Paul Powell, Secretary of State. Yeah, they did not say State of Illinois on there. Uh, so he was just taking. Well, I'll take these. They're written in my name. <laughs>
1: so, you know, it's a uh, the, the the city like, that works. Just,
3: the, just fantastic corruption. You know, that's that's Illinois. That's that's high quality corruption.
1: Well, I mean, I think there's a, as my uncles used to say, they lived in Chicago, obviously, and. Uh, they all had pretty good jobs, um and they paid, you know, a, a lot. When I say a lot, they paid enough for somebody to have a, a you know, a house, a car. Nice life. A nice life. And uh and they you know, they worked at places like Western Electric and places like that that always paid, you know, a reasonable amount of dough. And their their attitude was the they, they they you know, they grew up in the depression, for God's sake. So they the idea that there was, among people, there would never be any kind of, quote, corruption. There would never be a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy. It's just not people. But their point was, it was at a manageable level. That the people who were stealing were stealing 5%, 10%, and not 80%. Uh, that type of thing. I mean, I don't, right now, I don't, I don't know of anybody who's stealing more than, uh, when I say stealing, this morning on anyway, the way, in. the story was this uh this drug for Alzheimer's. Twenty-eight thousand dollars a year? and the thing doesn't even work. It doesn't and, and, work, yep. and, and they want and they want me- me- Medicare to pay for it. I mean, I mean what, what are we doing, Kevin? I mean, how, how, do, how does how does somebody somewhere when you give somebody a a patent for a drug how how do we not have a new patent law that says for drugs it's like two years and that's seventeen? And how does somebody not have to put a a statement down as to how much it actually costs? We gotta dash off the break here, okay? futures up four and as if you up 27, be right back, stocks and jacks.
4: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freaks guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. But you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks.
1: Hello, this is Tom Harlow, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar.
5: 8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com CognosHR, Innovation and Human Resources, licensed in Illinois and Arizona Stocks
6: Jocks, Stocks and Jocks, stocks and
7: jocks. You are
1: out of control
0: right
1: here. Right now Right here, right now. right now Hello and welcome back to Stocks and Jocks I'm somehow, she's Eliana on the board Good morning and, uh, good morning. She's here bright and early and uh, miserable. Well, it's actually not as cold out but dark and dreary.
2: It's very rare that it's above 30 at this hour of the day so I was pleasantly surprised when I walked out of my apartment Well, that,
1: that is the truth. Of fact, <laughs> probably, probably could have gone with one jacket thinner today, but anyway. SP futures up 6 and ASAP futures up 37. It's all ahead of this uh, key inflation report, key the CPI. Uh, the prediction is 0.4%. I don't, I don't know where they're getting that. Uh, Dow is up uh, uh, 25 points. Over in Europe, we've got Dex up 36.2%, FTSE up 44.6%, around up 28.4%. Uh, we've got, in we got the Nikkei, wow, because they were down here. they're up 543, that's 1.9%. Shanghai up 29.8%, Hang Seng up 663, 2.7%. Uh, tech stock, uh, tech stocks really, China's December inflation slows. Alright, that's just, that's just the number and we're talking about a government that, well, never mind. Uh, Dow up 183, yes, this is yesterday, uh, the review. S&P up 42, NASDAQ up 210. So, a big update after a huge turnaround the day before. Bonds are 1.75 unchanged. The button minus .04, still can't quite get to zero, but trying. Uh, Japan down two basis points to .13, was up to .16, so they're creeping back the other way a little bit too. Uh, oil up 42 cents, 81.64, so oil had a big rally yesterday. ran up 27 cents, 83.99. Natural gas up 21 cents, 4.46. Again, boy, it was uh, under four dollars not that long ago. It was natural gas con- continues to be very volatile. Uh, our Bob unchanged at two thirty six. We've got gold down a buck fifty, but eighteen seventeen still holding over eighteen hundred. Uh, silver up down three cents, twenty two seventy eight. Copper up twelve cents, four fifty five. Big move in copper; it's a three percent move. And we have Bitcoin up four sixty sixty to forty three thousand two eighty two after trading under forty thousand. I think Monday morning. Ellie May, what do you got for us, Trevi Weather Sports?
2: righty, good morning guys. It is currently six thirty five AM on January twelfth. Hope you guys are having a good morning so far. Let's look at some sports. In basketball, the Suns beat the Raptors last night, ninety nine to ninety five, pretty close game. Pistons have a huge loss to the Bulls last night. They lost eighty seven to one thirty three, so that's pretty epic.
1: God, how bad are they, the Pistons?
2: Dude, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Uh in hockey, the Blackhawks beat the Jackets last night 4 to 2, which is a huge win, which is great, super exciting. Uh, in college basketball, uh we had a busy busy night last night for Illinois. Uh University of Illinois beat the Husker's last night 81 to 87. DePaul lost to Marquette 76 to 87. NIU lost to. Uh, I'm sorry. NIU beat Kent 65 to 63. Slow night for Phoenix last night, but they will be playing. Uh, Elon will be playing uh, UNC tomorrow, which is going to be an interesting game. In traffic, um, we have the usual construction slowdowns at 9094 at 290 going east and westbound. So just make sure that you plan enough time to get to work this morning. And same slowdowns going down 294 between 88 West and Harlem. Uh, the only accidents that I can report this morning are at 26 and Central besides that just easy driving this morning and back to you chief
1: the um, the cpi number is coming out today uh kevin are looking at a point four percent um i don't know i don't know about that but the uh the thing you want to look at which of course the was
3: had about five uh annualized
1: uh yeah but the, well the number is still supposed to be seven um year over year but, he, but here's the here's the the uh um you know the the, the issue with some of this stuff uh is, now every, you have to you have to constantly look and see, you know what it is. Not only what the price of something goes up is is, is up or down, it's the percentage in the basket, which is the uh, which is which is obviously uh, you know, very important. And, uh, and and does the percentage change or does it stay the same? I mean, that therein lies the rub. Uh, so when you look at, at say used cars, which I just or for instance. Um, you know i always talk about medical uh you know me- me- medical services the uh you know it's 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 7% of the basket right but it's it's 20% of the economy so to 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 lie to people regarding that uh you know all you have to do is, is have the wrong number but what happens for instance say say used cars are like 2% of the of the uh basket um, if if that much maybe maybe 1.9 I'll find it here in a second. Of course, I had it and I went to look at something else, but the, uh, a car and truck, well, that's car and truck rental, lease cars, and I'll find it in here someplace. But, uh, say, say it's 2% of your, of your, of your basket, and all of a sudden they double. They just, there's a huge number, they just double, you know, which lower end ones, by the way, have, have pretty much done. Uh, if, if they adjust the, the, the basket and say, okay, instead of being, Two percent it's now three percent because they all doubled, and then they stay steady for several months. the next month it actually shows that it, it's a detractor towards inflation because it's no longer moving, and now it's a bigger percentage of the but of the of the total but in fact, they never actually made they never actually found a way to get the doubling. In other words, they didn't. They didn't jump it to.
3: Right. No, it's yeah. it, it's changing the denominator, yeah. and then uh, and then when it doesn't when it doesn't uh, doesn't budge, then um, you know then it looks like a uh, a bigger number.
1: Right. They don't. They don't. In other words, if if uh, if, if medical care doubled, or even these guys, you know, decided, uh, okay, it can't be seven percent of the basket anymore. They don't change it to twenty, and then put the double on there. You know what I'm saying? They'll put the double on when it's 7, and then say, well, now it should be higher. Then they'll raise it to, they won't raise it to 20, but they'll raise it to 8. And then the next month, it, it now if it's if it's flat, it now is a bigger part of the flat when you never really took took account of the doubling the month before.
3: Yeah, so probably the only way to reasonably state a macro uh, inflation number is to say um What's a basket cost one year versus the next right just the total the total cost I don't care how it shifts I don't care how the mix of it shifts um you You just have to uh, say you know what does it cost somebody to live now versus what it used to cost them to live
1: well I, but it, but you also but your your conundrum here is you want the c p i to make sense year over year so uh, if you look th-
3: that can be a separate measure i mean look, this is this is a, a as a data exercise what we 're really saying is you have to you have to have a bunch of numbers that uh, that you examine in unison, not just one um, Unfortunately, we have a media that reports uh, and, and it 's just not capable of doing that kind of analytical uh, presentation
1: well i 'll give you a uh, a perfect example. Of how screwed up it, it, not it, it Not that
3: I think our yeah. media is stupid or, no, or don't, sucks. Uh, well, yeah, yeah we don't I know take it to, back. I do think that
1: there, uh, and, and again, we could we can every every the weird part is Kevin. Every subject either one of us brings up or anybody brings up, there's all kinds of levels of uh, of, of criticism, blame. Why, if if somebody says I am never buying a newspaper again? And I refuse to, you know, to even, you know, pick a place. Say you, say you thought the New York Times or the Wall Street, or the Wall Street Journal was still real news. Well, I'm never going to pay for those bleeps online. Why should I, I got the internet. Why should I ever pay for anything? I mean, why, why if nobody ever buys a Tribune anymore, would the same dummy expect the Tribune to have, you know, 48 Clark Kent's where they're paying Serious money to go out and, 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 serious news and write serious articles when you're not willing to pay a dime for it. Why would you expect to get it?
3: Well, I, I wouldn't, um, but I would also, um, say, you know, you, are you're having the chicken and egg argument where, uh, you know, why are people not buying the Tribune? Are they, are they not willing to pay for the Tribune because the content is, um, isn't worth it?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know which, I don't know which comes first, but I know that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I know over
3: time the content has become less and less worth it.
1: Well, the paper's um, half the size. <laughs> the paper's a third of the size. And it's, how yep. much is it on Sunday, like four bucks? It, it, it can't be a fifth of the size of when it was a buck.
3: Yeah, it, it's it's a, it, it's a fourth of the size, a fifth of the size on Sundays, and half of it's coupons.
1: Yeah, and half of it's coupons.
3: Which is the only reason it's worth buying it on Sundays, because <laughs> you can probably get your money back on
0: coupons.
1: We just, I just give a real, I don't mean, want to beat this one up, but there is a day to talk about CPI because it's coming out. Say, for instance, you you were in a spot, uh, and uh, this, the city sold the bridge linking you to work, sort of like the Skyway here. And it never had a toll before, and all of a sudden now the toll is twenty bucks a day, and you got to use it, all right? Because that's the only way you're getting to work. So now the the, the toll is twenty bucks. Maybe uh, I don't even think nationally that gets in any kind of a CPI, but if it did, when it goes from zero to twenty, it's not in there. It's not counted. So maybe somebody, if you really cared about it, at least locally, somebody's going to say, "Well, we got to put." tolls in the cpi now because obviously it's part of the deal we have tolls so then it becomes
3: my cost my cost to live my life just went up 20 bucks a day
1: but now we're going to say all right it's it's two percent of the average person's basket because not everybody takes it but now you put the two percent in there and tolls are 20 bucks well you don't get the first 20 bucks because it wasn't in the basket but now if they stay steady for five years it actually detracts on the increase you know what i'm saying
3: yeah, you it, dilutes, the, it dilutes all the other increases yeah. in in terms of the reporting.
1: So it it, it 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 I wouldn't want the job to be honest with you, but uh, but but obviously they, they're not they're not in keeping with and it's once in a while, Kevin. I think there needs to be and again I'd get I'd get no votes on this. Every once in a while, somebody has to look back and say, "Wait a minute, um, we've got uh, the CPI at point five percent, or actually it's probably." If you go back to 2020, I think it's up to, like, 0.58. So everything should be 58% higher than it was in 2000. Now you look at your the stuff that I actually went back and researched, just, the, you know, the big stuff. Uh, healthcare, and I, and I used, uh well, selfishly, I used the uh, amount of money PTI has paid for health insurance for employees because we started in about, we started in 91. So we, we were here in 2000, and we're still here. Uh, okay, so... I found that is up two point eight five percent i mean two hundred and eighty five percent so it 's up almost three times okay, so instead of the point five eight and we still have uh it's it 's seven percent of the basket all right well now, <laughs> that's and I also did uh higher education and I came out about the same spot two it 's up two hundred and ninety percent and if you looked at uh uh Re- remedial, edu- remedial, uh, elementary education, which is real hard to find. So I, I figure it's about 50, 50 55% of virtually everybody's tax bill. So I looked at what taxes are up in Illinois and since 2000 and are up about three times. Alright, so there's three big items. Elementary education, healthcare, and, and and advanced education. And I think combined they're like 11% of the basket because taxes aren't in the basket. Does anybody really think that that for for any family uh, uh, that over a course of a twenty year span that education and medical care is eleven percent of what they spend money on? We even, we're not even close, are we? I don't think so. No, so I mean, I, I don't
3: think so. It, um, it, you know, but it, that again, it varies from person to person. Do you have kids? Do you not? You know, all all those kinds of things when it uh, as it pertains to education. So it's it's another one of those things where you have to figure out how to weight the basket properly, uh, because uh, if if you don't have any children, then how much do you really personally care about the cost of uh, tuition?
1: Well, I'm looking at prescription drugs, and, and you and I are uh, you know we're not we're not kids anymore. But I'm going to say we are
3: at the prescription drug age. Yes, <laughs>
1: uh, but I mean at some at some level, I mean how many how many people you think in the country are in blood thinners five 500 hours a month i mean if you get insurance they'll knock it down it's uh so that's six grand a year one percent eh so what do they think people make if, if six grand is one percent they think the average salary is 600 grand i don't think so is it
3: well i don't think so but um, yeah you're you're right i mean uh, blood pressure medication cholesterol medication all those kinds of things are uh um, ubiquitous in the uh, in the insurance.
1: Viagra before it went off patent. There you go. 50 bucks a pill? Just saying.
3: Yeah, well, okay, so 50 bucks a year is what you're yeah,
1: saying. Yeah, I said 50 bucks a year. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's birthday? <laughs> Whatever. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> uh, just saying. But, uh, uh, but I'm, it, I mean, these numbers are absurd. I mean, there isn't anybody, uh, you know, I mean, I don't see how Granted, if you're, if you're, you know, you're bulletproof when you're 35, you don't even know what a prescription drug is. Uh, but, I mean, how many kids are on, are on these, these drugs uh, that are, you know, going to school? Or, are, uh, you know, all, attention
3: deficit types of drugs.
1: Yeah. I mean, really, 1%? You know,
3: how, how many Ritalins are out there? Yeah. I, you know, I don't even know anymore. I know it was a, a, a god-awful number once upon a time.
1: Yeah, it's, a. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I, so we've got, uh, get a load of this. I mean, the, according to this thing, the... the, the Tires is a quarter prescription drugs. Name me, well, name me anybody who pays almost as much on tires as they do on prescription drugs. I mean, really. I mean, so we, when you go down this thing, it becomes somewhat laughable to the point where, okay, these guys are going to come out today. But here's here's the thing, uh, Kevin. For for me, not one of these bumps in the Senate asks us, maybe citing so list the whole thing. So I, I shouldn't say that. But I mean, ask them. They're still as of last month. The money supply is growing at a 13 to 14 percent annual rate. So the idea that you have politicians from the president on down saying, don't worry, this month used car prices aren't up as, aren't up as much, it'll be okay. Kevin, does there need to be an economics 101 class for somebody to be a senator, a representative, or a. If, if, you're, if the money's pouring in that fast, it's going to go somewhere. It's probably it's probably going to leave used cars alone for a while and go somewhere else, but it's going to go somewhere, right? I mean, where am I wrong here?
0: Uh,
3: I don't know that you are, Tom. Um, I, I, you know, it, it's um, you're right, and maybe we got a business opportunity here, educating uh, uh, senators and Congress people uh, about uh, about basic economics.
1: Well, you know where It's probably going now. It's probably going in the in the bazillion tests people are taking. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, we're talking twenty-five bucks a test, Walmart, and everybody's up to because they they just get they got rid of their deal with the White House. So how many things are how many of these things are going out there a day? Is it like five million tests a day they're giving they're, they're
3: doing? I know, and so we're are going to send out tests to everybody too. We're going to you know we're all going to be able to get them at home.
1: All right, so so twenty well twenty-five times a millions twenty-five million a day on tests. And that's if it's just a million. It's, I bet it's way more than that. I don't think it's even close. Hey,
3: hey, I want I want to shift gears on us here because we're we're running out of time, and there was something I wanted to raise, and that is uh, let's let's talk about the Chicago Bears and what they're.
1: Oh doing. God, we, um,
3: Tom, when you hire a um, um, you know somebody for PTI, how do you go about doing that? Do you just do um, you go find somebody you know and, and send that person out to start screening candidates?
1: Uh, how
3: how does someone wind up coming to work at PTI?
1: Um, well, to be perfectly blunt, it's an unusual situation because I I only want people to work here that know pretty much what I know about trading. And as time goes by, and less and less people are, are around that used to trade on their own on the trading floor... Okay, back,
6: tra- up, back up 15 yeah. years.
1: Yeah, well, then, then, then it's... I always have my... or well, you have to be somebody from the industry, but it's always... Every, this was it's it's an un, it's kind of an unfair did, question. Did you used to
3: run ads, or did no. you uh, did you know people?
1: No, I knew people.
3: You knew people, and you knew people, and and these are people where you've been saying to yourself, you know, sometime I'd like to work with that guy yes, or with yes. that woman, or somebody who's okay. you know, and 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 you maybe over drinks you're saying, look, if we ever get a chance to uh, collaborate, you know, let let's do it. I, uh, um, and uh, maybe you know people who know people too. You know, maybe you. Uh, um, you know, you, you you sort of have a network of people you talk and you say, "Hi, hey, I'm looking. I'm looking for a trader. I'm looking for uh, you know someone to uh, uh, who who would be really good working for the uh, protected index. Do you know anybody who might be right. you know young up and comer who's eager to be doing this? It was. And, it was a uh, uh, you know. I it, it mean, it, it's it's really the network. You know, most substantial jobs get filled because. The hi- person doing the hiring has a really good network of people and can rely on that network to uh, uh, to make some good recommendations.
1: Um, Kevin, it's an un- it's an unfair question to me because I was on a f- in a room with fifteen hundred people. So if I were,
3: I, I understand yeah. you you were in a room uh, with fifteen hundred people. You were also uh, um, you know, but you're, you're in kind of a, a, a tightly knit industry.
1: Uh, but let's put it bluntly. If if I Thought about hiring Eliana it, within 30 seconds, I would know how many days she took off. If her boyfriend wanted to go somewhere on Monday, would she take the day off? I would know in, in, a, in a half a minute everything I wanted to know. It's a good I, would, thing I don't have a boyfriend, and, and that would be because <laughs> because I'm because I had content, it would say, hey, no matter what, no matter what the weather is, the day after Super Bowl, she's always here. She always shows up, and if it's a tough job, she always is on it. I don't want a second if she's somebody I wanted or not because I yeah because
3: you know somebody yeah. who's worked with her before, right, and yeah. so therefore uh, you you have okay. And the reason I'm asking that is, uh, do, do you think the the you know George McCaskey? Why why on earth did this guy have to hire Bill Polian? To start conducting a search for him.
1: Well, because he's been there twelve years, and this will be his fourth GM. <laughs> Even he figures out. he I, I, I understand <laughs>
3: that, but last time he hired Ernie Accorsi to do it. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's, it, does this guy not have a network in the NFL? Does he not talk to people in the NFL? Has he not met coach or general manager candidates along the way and said? Boy, if I ever get a chance to hire that guy, I'd really like to, uh, um, do it, you know, because it's, it's not like the NFL doesn't have all kinds of management and ownership oh, yeah. meetings.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. And, and a matter of fact, did you, uh, check the Tribune out yesterday? I don't know who wrote it, but it was on my online edition, but they had a list of about 30 guys from this place, that place who interviewed them last year. This, this reporter knew all of this. <laughs> Why don't you just ask him? There, there's, a, there's a couple of guys. that This guy from Pittsburgh, he interviewed from this job, this job. He was a director of scouting at this place, did real well, and did something here, and he's the assistant GM at Pittsburgh, and he's already had three people interview him last year, and he's probably ready to get a job this year. They had a, lit- a litany like that for like 20, 30 people. You would, you yeah. would...
3: So now, let's, let's, say, let's say that they, the Bears hadn't done that all along. I mean, the, it, this is part of being a CEO, part of being a senior manager at a business, is to always have some kind of pipeline for talent to be, you know, to be building relationships with people, uh, to build a, a really good network. This is part of the job. It doesn't matter what business you're in, uh, whether it's the NFL. It's just easier in the NFL because it's such a small community. Um, And so, you know, part two is let's say he hadn't been doing that all along. Well, do you think he had an inkling, oh, I don't know, two months ago that he might be making some changes?
1: Uh, You would think. So
3: do you think we would have at least two months worth of that kind of networking under the belt
1: uh, I don't uh, my whole view of these people that are, are are sons of the patriarch or daughters and all of a sudden they're in charge uh, let's just say we come up with a few examples to where you wonder If it wasn't the lucky sperm club, where the guy would be, how's that for a nasty? Oh yeah, I I
3: think, and I think there's a lot of that, and I also think that there are a lot of family-owned businesses where the succession planning has been great, and I'll give you an example of one uh, locally here. There's an outfit called Zolman Tires. In fact, you mentioned that you were you've been looking looking at tires and maybe tire rack. Um, You you might, you know, I I hate to give them a a, a free plug on on the show, but I'm gonna. but Zolman's, uh, Nate is the second generation, um, you know, uh, to to be running the uh, company. Uh, you know, what his dad did with him when he was young and after he got out of college was he made Nate do every single job in the con- uh, company for a while. I mean, it wasn't like he didn't, uh, you know, here today you're going to go learn how to do tires. No, he, he worked on the crew. Um, and it built it did a number of things. It really gave him a full understanding of the business. And the second thing it did was he built up respect amongst the ranks for his work ethic. Um, good for him. So there, there are companies that do that well. There are uh, family-owned, uh, you know, family CEOs that that do that well. But there, but there, are, I think there are probably more who just, you know, cede it to the kids. And I've seen so many of those where you graduated from school, good. Your new title is executive vice president or something like well, that. the,
1: the phenomenon in here. Office phenomenon here, the, the interesting part about the Bears, the phenomenon that I, I've seen with families like that is it's not unusual here in, in Chicago, Well, a few I'm thinking about for one, maybe two of the kids, say there's a bigger family uh, for one, maybe two of the kids to take that sort of interest and actually do that and essentially groom themselves and maybe go to school on top of it Uh and, but all of a sudden the old man croaks, usually the old man, could be the, the mom uh And somebody comes in and says, "I'll give you ten mil for your place," and the other brothers who wanted no part of it, brothers and sisters, say, "We're selling." And that's that's what happened here in in a few spots, uh, mm-hmm. and it you know and that kind of frustrates me. I think that's what happened to Canfields. I think it's what's happened to Jays, maybe well Wrigley's had a divorce problem, Uh but I mean it's always some kind of an issue where that it's not just somebody not wanting to do it. I think that's what happened to Monnal Beverages. Uh, a lot of places where, you know, people came in and the other, the other, cause the, even though one kid was being groomed for it, the person didn't put in his will, he gets 51% of the voting stock because he cares about it and I care about employees as well, not just my, my dopey da- sons and daughters. Maybe we don't see that in wills too often. So it's a, it's a pretty complicated issue.
3: Yeah, and and I, I do I do understand it. What I am saying is, and and I you know I don't care about the McCaskey family's uh, business success or lack thereof or you know whatever. I mean they they sort of have a built-in profit, and everybody
0: like a hundred
1: million uh, a year. You think?
3: Yeah, everybody feeds off of that, and so you know I, I I do get that, and and I don't really care other than other than the fact that I you know I like I'm a Bears fan, and I want the Bears to do well. Um, they're but they're counting on blind squirrel theory here. <laughs> you know, yeah, but that's. That's that's what that that's what you have to uh, uh, count on as a Bears fan if you want to see this team uh, get better is just to get damn lucky with the next person.
1: Well, the people, Uh, otherwise, you know,
3: there there is this is such a such gross incompetence on display, um, the inability to have built you know any kind of a uh, a network, a succession plan. All of this is just on display for all to see. And if if it were a publicly traded company, boy, you know nobody would be nobody sensible would be putting their money in there. Well, they'd be saying we got a dash here, but sooner or later their their incompetence is going to cause. Well, you
1: you don't know. I mean, you you and I don't know if the two people fired are really that incompetent because you don't know what strings there were. I mean everybody everybody says that uh, you know Theo Epstein is you know the god. Okay, and he brought people in and he was allowed to do what he was going to do. The guy before him, I forget his name, nice guy, uh, the Cubs brought in from Minnesota. Jim Henry. Yeah, Jim Henry. And he, and he was the minor league guru. And he was the guy who wanted to build from the bottom because Minnesota always did that. They never spent money on free agents, blah, blah. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, they wouldn't, he's drafting all these high school kids and they wouldn't come up with any bonuses, so they all went to college and he lost all his draft picks. So they didn't allow him to do the things that he, that he was really good at so all of a sudden he's a bum, get rid of him and Theo's a hero, but Theo was allowed to do with a much bigger budget the things that Jim Henry wasn't allowed to do now, I'm not saying well, and, and I get
3: that, but uh, okay, so now here's, here's your question, because it's a strategic question um, if, if you're uh, Jim Henry and they're not coming up with the uh, with the bonus money that is going to get somebody to sign with you instead of going to college then what would you do?
1: Well, I suppose you could start, go back to the college guys, but there weren't that many college guys back then. Yeah, stop
3: drafting high school guys. Then yeah. you know you you do you, you either have to say I'm not working under these conditions and you give up the job, or you better adapt to it. it it's just foolishness to say, well, I'm going to keep drafting them and, and keep well, letting them get away because they uh, 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 the owners won't come up. Won't.
1: But uh, I think won't he, over his, the bonus. I line. think we got to dash. But so, I think his job. You, you know, there's
3: still room for criticism there.
1: Oh, I agree. I'm just saying the Tribune. His job became. To put perfume on the pig because we're selling it, okay. And it's and it's a tough.
3: job. Well, and and that's fine too. There's lots of there. There mm-hmm. are executives who specialize in that. They come in and that's all they're all they're there to do is put a fresh coat of paint on everything, uh, uh, patch up the walls, and uh, and make it ready for sale. And if that's his job, cool. That's that's a good job too.
1: Uh, we got a lot
3: do that for a living.
1: By the way, are you gonna be are you gonna be a professor and get a PhD like Russell? You're you're a professor.
3: No, I am not getting a PhD like Russell. And why not? Uh, I'm too damn old to start doing that kind of stuff.
1: Oh god! All right, S&P futures up five. Nasdaq futures up thirty-five. <laughs> we we'll right back Stocks and jacks.
2: stocks one dollar for equity options and one dollar minimum a trade
7: our clients at pti pro direct can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general we trade every day we love this stuff
2: that's what i like most about pti ProDirect: cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders
0: it's the best of both worlds
7: tell your friends that's ptiprodirect.com
5: ptiprodirect.com
4: The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Stocks,
1: and jocks. stocks and jocks, stocks, and jocks. You
0: are out
1: of control! Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, Rock Bay Station Jocks, I'm She's Telly Nascimento on the, on the board. Hello, hello. And uh we have Mr. Day we have Mr. Russell if is up day, 6, Nancy if is up 40 Do we have Russell? There's
6: yes we do Russell, how are you? Dr. Russell How are you? I'm doing okay I'm do- I'm, You don't have to call me that Only ex-girlfriends, my parents And my daughters, I'm making my kids call me that too.
1: Oh I would too, for sure Dr. Yeah. Dad <laughs> I was out well. with a uh, gentleman last night Watching the uh, uh, Marquette uh, DePaul game and He gets a call from his eight year old granddaughter that he, she bets him on these games. Mm -hmm. But, uh, when she, when she wins, she wants the dough and when she loses, she doesn't really come up with it. Are your daughters like
6: that with you? Uh, it it, it depends on the situation and what they, you know, and and what's going on at the time. If they're friends, you know, I got to catch them at the very, very right moment to really get their attention. (laughs) Personally, I've just figured out the best thing that I can do with my daughters is be there and wait till they come to me. Uh, Yeah,
1: it's probably a good (laughs) idea. Otherwise, you get involved in the, you know, you don't really need to engage. They'll they'll get through it. They'll figure it out.
6: Yeah, that's uh, that's. If they don't want advice, is going nowhere. Until unless they come and ask for it.
1: Yeah, unless they're really in a pickle and uh, need it.
6: Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I'm definitely the uh, in a pickle guy. I, I, I'm the one that's going to get, even if I'm, you know, and I'm at school today, even if I'm at school, if, if somebody dents a car or something like that, I'm going to be the one that gets the call, not mom. Oh, sure.
1: Well, I, 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 why not? I mean, you, got, you know.
6: Well, yeah. because uh, be, I am going to be my reaction is things happen. Don't worry about it. Go have a good day at school.
1: Well, the, the more stress somebody's been through, I think the more the more approachable they are with the, 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 the stuff that, as long as we're all okay, it's just okay. You know, my my uncle was like that, and he was one of those guys that uh, you know he was a he was a fighter pilot, right? And he had a bunch of kills, mm-hmm. and, and his his thought was, you know, hey, I got a little fender bender. Is everybody okay? Metal can be fixed. Don't worry about it. We'll patch the bullet hole. We're going up again tomorrow and play. <laughs> you know, it's just a whole different view of the world. If, if everybody made it out okay, we'll all be calm. Let's, let's let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out how not to have it happen again. And let's just go on go on with things and fix it up. You know, it's like a I, there was a uh, a comment. I was reading something about one of the astronauts, one of the first guys that went to the uh, uh the moon, and uh, there mm-hmm. was a, there was a think about some news conference uh when the guy was either going up or just came back and they said what if if you had two hours of oxygen left and uh and all of a sudden this this system didn't work and you couldn't leave how would you spend the two hours the guy looked at i think it was a lady i don't know a guy guy looked at her and he said i think i'm going to spend the two hours trying to fix the system (laughs)
0: <laughs> like,
1: like what other what other answer could there be? We're gonna panic. We're gonna what, what are we gonna do? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'll, I'll spend as long as I have trying to fix what's wrong. I mean, duh. Yeah. trying to figure it out? Yeah, trying to figure yeah. it out. But, well, what else am I gonna do?
6: <laughs> well, especially if you're in a tin can in the middle, you know, it's not like you're gonna uh, go check in on a couple of relatives, and it, you, they're not a whole lot of alternatives up there anyway.
1: Well, the, the dude who was. Uh, <laughs> uh, talk, very interesting, guys. Uh, I, I I think he was from India. I don't I don't know. He might have been, you know, that area nicest guy. S- Sudir Gopinath was his name, and he was the engineer of Pullman, the Pullman PCW one, where the Walmart now is in 111 Street, the big huge factory building. And uh, mm-hmm. and he was a brilliant guy. And uh talk about a guy who had a, it was interesting. You would think he was the most, you know, he would never take a chance at anything. That kind of guy, an engineer sort of dude. He tells me, mm-hmm. oh, Tom. I married my wife. We got married on a, on a Sunday. I met her on a Friday, and I go, "You did what?" I go "Was it arranged?" Oh no. And I said, "How did he?" He was an engineer on a ship, right? And then, the, as Marty mm-hmm. as Marty Leno told me, you always want those guys because you can't go to the hardware store on a ship. If something breaks, they got to figure out a way to fix it. And uh, so I said to her, "I said, how did you how did you manage to do that?" And he goes, uh, "Well, I met her on Friday. She looked." She looked great, had a great personality. I asked asked around her, uh, brothers and sisters, said, Yep, she's terrific. So I said, Let's get married on Sunday. She goes, Well, that's awful fast. He goes, Well, if you're afraid to take a chance, he, she says, I'm not afraid of anything. We're, I'm on. I'm in. So he goes, They had, they had three kids, and were married seven years, never had a fight. <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you pull that one off?
6: But, uh, I don't know. But maybe that's who the Bears should have hired to go find a coach. But, uh, but,
1: uh, yeah, it was, uh, but he did some of the stuff in that plant. But talk about, uh, for those that don't know, Chicago's always had a, well, when they had more, elect- more nukes, uh, electricity at night has always been very cheap here. That's, that's why the, uh, what's the name of it, Finkelsteel, had a blast for electric blast furnace in the middle of the city. Because they ran at night. Because they got, I mean, whoever, who has an electric blast furnace? Well, but he ended up getting a huge furnace where Pullman heated the plant at night with an electric boiler. And it was cheap as hell because, you know, all I did was get the place to 50 degrees. It was the big, biggest, draftiest thing on earth. And he got it to 50 degrees and then during the day they could turn the thing off. I mean, he, he did all kinds of stuff that you read in the paper now is, is like new. I mean, it wasn't new. I mean, these guys, anyway, well, I'm, I don't know what you got me off on that, on that tactic for, him, Just but, but some people can kind of figure this stuff out. And there always has been, have been people mm-hmm. like that. I mean, uh, what do you, what do you, uh, you talking today? Going to talk today about C- CPI numbers with your guys or what?
6: Oh gosh, yes, yeah. yeah I Wednesday's uh, NBA night uh, and, and like mid level NBA you know, students that have been in the program for some time. And oh yeah, we most definitely will be uh, be talking about inflationary pressures. Uh, the undergraduates, I, I I try, but it's very difficult. Of you know, course, I've been trying for a decade to go. Inflation's coming at some point in your career. Um, you know, I probably have a lot of former students out there going. You know, I had this really goofy professor that said at some point we'd have inflation. Uh, I wonder what that guy's name was. Uh, Milton Friedman. Because that's probably all they had ever heard about inflation up until you know about three or four months ago.
1: What? Uh when they, when they say you know they're thinking it's going to come back to point four percent this month, um, I, I don't I don't see that happening. When when, when the can, can you see is is there any reason why I mean uh, I'll ask you because you're t- told the numbers. I mean in, in my day you could basically look and say all right the money supply is growing ten percent the economy is growing two percent looks like you got inflation of about eight. I mean it'll it'll be there someday and it's going to stay that way because it's, it's is there any Thing in the modern world, the way, uh, the feds doing business, the way they do their, you know, uh, their, their actions with the money, entering the money, enter, entering the systems of bonds and all that kind. Of, is there any reason today why that still isn't true? I mean, for a while, I think they poured so much money into the system that it was coming right back out at night and, and the money was being deposited right back on the, at the fed. Cause M0. Yeah, I, I-
6: I think there is, and, and you would almost think that, that I was there in person and I told you to ask me this because, um, last week, uh, a former host on, um, basically, I don't know what they call it now, but, uh, basically the Canadian version of CNBC, uh, she posted, uh, a, a chart from the folks down at the Fed in St. Louis that are really, they're really great data keepers. And remember the velocity of money? Yeah. About you know, Donald, the velocity of money has fallen off a cliff. So, and it's kind of in conjunction with the you know the increase in the balance sheet. So, I think one of the reasons that we haven't gotten that direct relationship with more money being out there is because the money's not being utilized like it has in the past.
1: I think there's less money going back to the Fed at night now than there was though. I think, I think that's for, for those. I think it was
6: the end. I, I think it's the end of um, you know the, the of, of the cash right I mean, not changing so hands like it used to two or three years ago. Like, M zero wasn't like it used to. Right. Um, it didn't result in inflation as quickly as, or as dramatically as you would have expected it to. Now, like you said, cash not going back to the Fed like it used to. Um, if you know if People spending starts to get back to some sort of normalcy. Uh, all bets are off on how high CPI can go.
1: Well, for those of you that don't have no idea what, what the two of us are talking about, there is there is a uh, an equation in economics that you know you, you almost can't fight with. It's the it's the amount of goods and services in the country times the price level essentially equals the money supply and times the amount of times that it spins around the velocity. So velocity is always was considered for a long time to be almost a constant, not exactly, but almost a constant. Uh, when I get to an F part here, tell me, professor, I'm doing an F. But when the Fed threw so much money back into the system, I'm going to say three, four, five years ago, your the money, and, and then said the the banks could actually bring the money back to the Fed at night and get paid interest by the Fed. That money essentially came out of the system. It it was known as M zero, something I would never even heard about. Till my Fed buddies told me. Is M M one was the uh, cash and demand deposits. M two, we could go through this whole thing, but M zero is the money kicked back to the Fed at night. Which I never. And at one point, M zero was over M one, which me- leads me to believe that the velocity in those days actually did drop a lot, and that's why we weren't seeing so much inflation out of the gate as we probably should have in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. After that, but now. I think that's kind of picking up a little. And you, you can't just keep shoving the money in, expecting the velocity to stay low. I don't think it is.
6: Well, it can't. It can't. It's been basically, you know, it's been basically pretty flat. I'm actually, what I'm trying to do is, uh, I'm trying to find the, the the tweet and tweet it out via Stocks and Jocks so people can see what I'm talking about.
1: But but, uh, it, uh, was my it fell, fell, off
6: a, fell off a freaking cliff and it has been flat for some time. But you gotta assume that that'll start to bump back up if we get back to some normal thing.
1: I think that the, uh, the the inflation should have been uh, pushing seven or eight, and they had it at what two? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I think there was cheating going on in the CPI. I don't think it was five percent cheating. I think it was maybe two or three percent cheating and. And the rest of it was the velocity going down. But now, you're, ju- you're just seeing stuff exploding, uh, Russell. I am. I mean, used cars doubling. I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing, uh, you know, plasterboard is up 22% in, like in the last month or two or something. I was reading yesterday, uh, cause mm-hmm. Kenny and I were talking about remodeling houses. And, uh, and Audrey's saying this weekend that she showed a, a house that's listed at a million two. And her and you know, Odd's not exactly hanging around the Home Depot where they priced everything, but she said to me, I have to believe if you start it from scratch today, it's a minimum million seven to to fix this place. And I think it's you know, to the point where a lot of people should, really should take a look at their place and maybe up their fire insurance. But I don't think I don't think people could for their insurance on their house they have I don't think you ever duplicate it, do you? I mean uh,
6: Um I guess yeah. I guess you do. Now you have me personally worried. Well,
1: what are you going to do? Set the place on <laughs> fire? and Not get it off, Or what? No,
6: I'm not going to set the place on fire. Yeah, right uh, I, I have three other pe- three other people that need to live there. Yes,
1: but I'm saying, you know, these 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 numbers. But by and large, I, I think what they're doing, Russell, is. And this am going to ask you this because you know you got you got you not only are doing this yourself, but you got guys, you know, looking at numbers mm-hmm. and stuff. When, when, when they're when they're doing what they're doing, how do you even know if we're growing or not?
6: You don't. You, we've got a uh, we we don't. We just rely on what they tell us.
1: So everybody, no matter who you are, yeah. You
6: know, I mean, anecdotally, it's real easy for us to to talk about inflation. Um, anecdotally, it's real easy for us to talk about supply chain stuff. By as far as you know, are we really chugging along at a at a nice you know, growth rate? I, I think it's pretty difficult to verify that. I guess you could try to verify that if you backed into it with S and P earnings, but even that doesn't necessarily match up because a lot of those numbers come from outside the U.S.
1: Well, your your friend so, Elizabeth Warren yesterday when she was uh, quizzing J Why would you say she is my friend? Because she was spouting some economic numbers yesterday. Uh, okay. Um, she was talking about how uh, margins have increased. And Paul said something about, yeah, margins have increased. And she said, doesn't that mean that people are just raising prices? And he was stumbling around like a third grader. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it means. I mean, she's not, she's not I, don't, I don't like her politics, but she's not that dumb. When, when people increase margins, it, it means they increase prices, right? Or, right. or, or the stuff you bought, your, 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 your inputs went down, which how, how, how does anybody think right now inputs are going down? Right? But the prices of stuff are up and and, and wages are up. So, so if you're, if, if, when they say your margin has increased, I mean, listeners take this for a fact. It means that the widget that cost a hundred hours, uh, okay, my cost went up 10. My cost used to be 50. Now there's 60. I didn't raise it ten bucks. I, I raised it fifteen
6: bucks.
1: Is is my math right?
6: Oh no, your math's absolutely right. I just what, what gets me all bonkers about, um, yeah, you know, what what they're doing in D.C. with respect to inflation is they're trying to turn around and point the finger at the business community, and this is not the business community's fault.
1: No, but how do you? How do you? When you ask, <laughs> we're, we're
6: not I mean, we're, we're not raising prices because we want to, you know, because we want to price gouge everybody. We're raising prices because we want to maintain a profit so that we can keep our business open and keep paying taxes with that business open and keep employing people and having them pay taxes as well. Um, this is not price gouging by big business, and and I, I feel like the government's trying to flip this around and and blame. You know, I, I don't want to say innocent parties, but parties who are not the primary reason that you know, we're, we're probably going to enter a, a period of sustained higher prices well, because do you, of or, that the government's done.
1: There's two uh, two kind of principles that I always thought were, were are, are real hard for people to, I guess, I guess get, and not, but I don't know why because the example is right in front of your face, but. When you, when you talk about spot shortages, supply chain issues, those kinds of things, if all of a sudden uh you know a, a, an asteroid hits two refineries on the same day, so gasoline in a in a five state area uh goes up you know ten percent or something or fifteen percent, and people you look at it and say, "Oh well God, the price of gas went up because the asteroid hit the refinery, that's true, and on the same day, maybe a flood is some other place. And wipes out part of the corn crop, so corn is up, but that's still not the same. That 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 stuff, by and large, happens really almost on a daily or hourly basis in an economy, where some stuff has a little bit of a, a shortage, some is a little bit of a glut, and you see prices adjust kind of all the time. But it's it's not the same as a general inflation. This is what the Fed chief of uh Saint Louis Fed, Bullard, was saying. But to have general inflation. It's a monetary phenomenon where there's too much money in the system. How do you how do you explain to your classes that on a a day to day basis, the inflation and deflation and and, on various things in a hardware store and a food store are based on what's happening in those little micro economies, but for the general economy, it's purely a a monetary phenomenon. How how do you how, how do you make the break between what's local and what's limited to what's what is obviously there's too many dollars in the system. Because the, the the White House right now is trying to pin everything on these, these uh, supply chain issues, and obviously you and I know that's not true. But to most people, it makes some makes some sense, right?
6: It does make some sense, and it's and, and I think it it because it's that thing that you can um, that you can see in front of you. Um, in fact, there was a, over the weekend there was a, a trending Twitter uh, phenomenon where people were posting pictures of empty shelves. And, to, and trying to blame it on Biden, and they had the hashtag shells Biden." Um, so, yeah, even though that is not uh, the only reason, and, and in fact, I don't think that the supply chain issues outside of automobiles are really uh, responsible for pushing too many prices higher.
0: No,
1: and I don't think
6: there's, there's too many there's too many ways that you can substitute one thing for another. If uh, if you go to the you know if you go to the grocery store and can't find you know one brand of milk, there's another brand of milk that you can just that you normally don't get that you can get. So it, it, I don't think that's really the primary reason that we're seeing higher prices. The primary reason we're seeing higher prices is there's more money out there. Yeah, I would you know, agree. Right? And I, I mean that's and that and that's it. And um, yeah, and who do you blame for that? Well. Right? You know, do you blame the Fed for that one? Um, because they're, you know, in Treasury, do you blame those guys? Or do you do you blame Congress because Congress is supposed to have oversight of these guys?
1: Yeah, you Congress's
6: uh, oversight is nothing more than, uh, you know, griping at them in front of everybody for live TV and then rubber the stamping what they want to
1: do. Uh I think what they what they want to do now is keep the market up, but how the other
6: yeah, well, and that's, and, yeah. and I, you know, I I hate that that seems to be more of a motivation than it should be. Although I heard somebody talking about Powell's history, saying that you know, we were on a path to normalizing rates. The stock market sold off a little bit, and they and, and a lot of people felt like he panicked and and went you know went backwards more than he should have.
1: Well, to the, to this day. They're saying that when he did that, it was a mistake. That the market reacted correctly and, and corrected him. It's so actually paddled him yeah. in the town square. That's when. <laughs> that's when. Uh, what's his name? Reagan had him over to the White House for dinner. Right. Came back out and
6: he ch- totally changed yeah. his policy. But uh, the other. But, uh, but, but
1: yeah, somebody's. The these
6: side of it is, and again, we're, we're looking at some pretty nasty inflation, and that's going to be a better thing to swallow, But we hopefully will. Have to back end of this um, um, situation, uh, of the COVID situation. I keep I keep hating to say that because it looks like we were aggressive Um But, you know, we've made it through this COVID situation without huge social unrest with people who want to work being able to continue to work. There have been some positives behind the actions that have been taken. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't disagree, but there's a couple of of uh, of concepts that that are very very difficult to, to grab, and uh, and but and also if people, you know, control. I won't say control the press. They they become the press. I mean, if you listen to CNBC all day, oh, yeah, the the, the 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 people talking are the chairman of the corporations giving you their party line, and somehow people, I think, are foolish enough to think that that's news. but anybody thinks that the that the Pfizer guy out there is giving you news and not just trying to sell product, I mean. You know, I, I mean, really, I mean, we're getting very confused, kind of, as to what news is and what isn't. But one thing I, I do seem to recall, the last time we had a lot of inflation, is there was there was somewhat of an infrastructure around it. You, you, you didn't have General Motors or Ford coming out and saying a revenue's up five percent without saying, well, by the way, we sold you know ten percent less vehicles because we raised the price twenty percent. We're not getting that sort of information. I mean, it's clear to me that the that the business in the Home Depot is down, but the prices are up more than enough to where same store sales are to the roof. I mean, I I don't. And then you have you know fifty bumps on TV tell you that means the the economy is strong. Look at the sales numbers. I I don't see uh, sales numbers up five percent when some of the stuff at Home Depot is doubled for God's sake. I mean. uh, you know, I mean we're not even close. So, I, so your sales are up five and your prices are up ten. To me, that's that, that's a that's a recession, isn't it? Isn't it a shrinking economy?
6: It, it kind of is, and in fact, I, I I only saw a few. It's funny you use the phrase news. I don't think there is news anything. I I think it's more like you got into information comes at you from a bunch of different places, and you have to consider the source of all the information and what spend they're trying to put on it. Um, but I did see two or three articles where they talked about how great the Christmas season was because the sales were so strong. Uh, but, again, those sales were in dollar amounts. And, that, and I did have that thought in the back of my mind, um, you, know, did, you know, did little Johnny get the same amount of stuff under the tree as he got, um, you know, the year before? And I bet you didn't, even though it even though it costs more.
1: Well, I mean, if you do the if you do the if you do the math, the last three months were what, point eight, point seven and whatever the other one was, and you take that as a quarter and annualize it, you're basically talking uh a ten percent inflation rate, Because what eight, eight, 12 months at point seven five gets you to you know, ten percent yearly, right? Um yeah yeah so okay, it's yeah, so, math, I'm to well but whatever map, whatever math, math I did math it came out degree. to where it was like well, if it's one percent a month, it's twelve percent right, so a little less than that is ten and uh so I may, if if the Christmas sales were up eight and a half percent and the inflation's ten, you're not up,
6: no, you're not in terms of what and you're and my assumption was uh, also uh. A lot of things that maybe you could get on sale right after Christmas probably weren't there. It'd be, really interesting, you know, it could be interesting to see like January sales from retailers like Macy's.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting. The other, yeah. I mean, how, how do you, uh, I mean, Milton Friedman in class one day, and I remember this because he, he said, he gives one of the hardest concepts in economics is that in the short run, there's no, he said. There's virtually no correlation between uh, price and cost. Because obviously, in the long run, it is. But if if your if your costs are you know are a dollar a product, so you think you have to sell it at a buck thirty, and the other people can somehow do it for seventy cents a product, and they're selling it for ninety. You got a problem, <laughs> you know. And, and if you're if you're not a monopolist, you seriously got a problem. That the idea that people oh. that every CEO comes on and says, "I, I my cost went up," uh, but by the way, uh, my good thing, my shirt was buttoned, or my heart would have popped out of my chest. We reluctantly had to raise prices just as much as the cost, just to keep us even. If anybody believes that BS, I, I got a bridge for you. I mean, you charge what you can charge. It doesn't matter what you paid for an uh, umbrella. If it's raining, you charge what you can get. I mean, right?
6: <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, yeah. No, i uh, yeah. If you are ever in New York City when a uh, downpour hits, uh, all those guys that are you know selling the falafel and the and the you know cans of diet coke at the little at uh, the little things, they they break out a bag full of. Uh, umbrella uh, is at 10 bucks a pound, oh, yeah. and most of them look used
1: alright SP futures up up 9 we got the CPI up 0.5% versus 0.4% estimated but still down from the last couple of months we'll give you the full report when we come back
7: on newsstands, but you can subscribe for ten free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com/jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com/jocks.
1: Hello, this is tom how the chief. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term.
7: Stocks, jocks, stocks and, stocks, and jocks. You are
2: out of control.
1: Right thanks, right now, right here, right now, right now. We well, got and Jocks. out. Jeez, E.N. We gotta, we gotta a, we're going to get a good one here for you. We'll find one.
2: Well, I mean, it's funny that people can say... Lagoyevich, but Eliani is a bit too much sometimes. Well, Eliani's
1: fine, but, but I do the, the last name too. It's uh,
2: you don't have to do the last name too. That's all right.
1: You'll, you'll be oh, I get it. You're one of those people who wants to be uh, known as just one name, like like uh, Pele and uh, Yao and those kind of people.
2: Well, she is a musician after all. The one name works just fine.
1: So you'll be uh, what, what's the Madonna? Madonna Eliani? What's the difference? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a goal. I, I, I get it. You know, I, I, I you know, I don't. I don't know what I would be, just but there's too many times it wouldn't do any good to be a time. That's true. Um, anyway, <laughs> S&P futures up 16 on this number. The uh, consumer price index year over year seven unchanged, uh, 0.5 month over month. Ex food and energy uh point six. We'll go through some of that in a bit, but let's go through this other stuff first. Dow futures up one hundred five, so everybody likes this number. It's not a you know it's not a one percent, which I you know, I think people were afraid of. I was. Uh this number is right where people wanted it. It shows backing off I can't wait to see everybody from the administration and Congress saying see we told you so it was transitory. Uh DAX up forty five point three percent, the FTSE up forty nine point six percent, kick around up thirty five point five. So Basically rallies across the board, not huge, but rallies. Now, big rallies over in Asia. Uh, tech stocks rally and honk. Finally, they've rallied. And, uh, China's, uh, December inflation shows, if you want to believe their numbers. Nikkei up 543, 1.9%. Shanghai up 29.8%. Hang Seng, however, which has been an absolute lagger. They were down last year. Up 663, 2.8%. So a big bump in the, in the Hang Seng. As a way of review, yesterday, Dow was up 183, S&P up 42, NASDAQ up 210. It's after the huge comeback on Monday. Uh, from where we were way down and came back to unchanged. Well, not almost, almost unchanged. 10 year 1.74 unchanged. The blend, uh, actually's down, uh, two basis points to minus 0.05. Japan down two basis points to positive 0.13. So, uh, What's what that selling is central banks are actually putting some money back in here, even though they say they're not. Well, up 0.71, 81.93. Back up over 80 bucks by kind of a wide, pretty good margin. Rent up 48 cents, 84.23. Natural gas up 18 cents, 4.43. RBOB up a penny to 2.36. We've got gold up a dollar ninety now 18.20. Silver up 9 cents, 22.91. Copper up 12 cents. Big move in copper, almost 3%. Uh 4, The 4.55, and we have... Bitcoin up nine hundred five to forty three thousand seven twenty eight, so a pretty good bounce off the uh, one uh, trade below uh, forty thousand like two days ago. Eliani, what do you got for us? Traffic, weather, sports.
2: Alrighty, guys. Good morning. It is currently seven thirty six a.m. on January twelfth. My birthday is nine days away. Woo! Really? Yes, it is. I'm turning thirty again because I feel like it.
1: <laughs> uh, you, it's, it's supposed to be twenty nine again.
2: <laughs> I'm thirty, man.
1: Oh God. again. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I'm turning thirty again for uh ethical reasons. I was robbed a year last year. I think we all were, so I think we can all have our own birthdays again. Yeah, that's not a
1: bad idea. Right?
2: Yeah. Anyway, in sports weather traffic, let's start with sports. In basketball, Suns beat Raptors last night, 99-95. Pistons take a huge loss to the Chicago Bulls last night, 87-133. to They were annihilated last night. In hockey, the Blackhawks beat the Blue Jackets 4-2. to Moving over to college basketball, busy night for Illinois last night. U of I... Uh, 1 to, uh, the Cornhuskers, 81 to 71. Uh, loss for DePaul versus Marquette, 76 to 87. NIU won against Kent last night, 65 to 63. Uh, Phoenix will have a game tomorrow. It would be Elon versus UNC. Moving over to weather. It is currently 33 degrees. Nice, actually warm morning for Chicago. We have the sun just starting to kiss the skyline right now. Going to be a cloudy day uh, starting at about 2 o'clock. We'll have some sun between 4 and 5 p.m. tonight. In Phoenix, it's currently a nice warm temp of 46 degrees. Sunny day today. They will have a high of 73 with a low of 44. And as for Chicago, I missed this point. We're going to have a high of 38 with a low of 28. In traffic, we have a busy, 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 busy busy amount of traffic today. Uh, we have a current uh, traffic slowdown between 194 East between Irving Park and 115th. There is an accident on 53 North at I-90 and at 190 East at the 159th exit. Uh, we have some construction slowdowns as per usual. We've all gotten used to this. Um, I-90, 94 and 290 East and Westbound, uh, this morning is causing traffic between Racine and South LaSalle. And we have a slowdown approaching at Cicero and Harlem between 294 and 88 West. And that's everything this morning.
1: So you think we finally got used to it, the 10 year project and the burn interchange?
2: Well, you know, 10 year project, my ass. I moved to the states about 22 years ago, and there has been construction and traffic because of that. Ever uh, since. <laughs> yeah, let say, uh,
1: well, it, they, were, they were working on both ends of it, and but it, I think that particular, just the interchange is, I think it's gonna be 10, maybe 11 by the time they're done. Ugh.
2: God only knows, right?
1: It's a, uh, Russell, uh, so what do you, what do you think of these, uh, numbers? The market likes them, um, I still, uh, I have, I have the, the, the refreshed, uh, table two, consumer, uh, whatever the thing is. Uh, so I'm looking, looking right at it. I still, uh, can't quite get, this is the stuff, um, I mean, maybe you can tell, how, how do we ever, do we ever adjust, for instance, they've got a rent of, uh, of, uh, your primary residence is three, is up 3.3% year over year. Okay, everything you read. Everything, every study that comes out, real estate people, whatever, claim that rents are up somewhere between nine and eleven and a half percent. And how does this thing sit there at three point three? Do they do, are they do they catch up? Do they just leave it there? Do they hope when the actual rents stop going up that they'll they'll claim they are right all along? Or
6: what, what is the deal? I you know it might just be uh, is that the number that. that- there is like the rental equivalent cost of living in your house no no, your no, re- yes, there, no there's no, two there's, there's two of
1: them. there's rent of primary resident which is yes. which is uh, uh, and then there's owner equivalent rent of primary resident yeah, now. That, now that's up three three 3.8% year over year and housing prices have uh, what re- rental apartments not up that
6: much
1: uh, rental apartments are uh, 3.3 but but I mean the, the price of houses are is up what in the last year it's huge, but, yeah. but
6: um, most people. That number is all really because most people uh, don't want to still don't want to live in city centers, and so those wanna, you know, but, but, even though there's not a whole ton of apartments, uh, there's not a whole ton of demand for apartments in you know urban areas right now but there's a lot of demand to move out of urban areas where we don't have a whole lot of apartments, so your only choice seems to be buying a house. I mean, what I'm going around about is I can see how that number might seem a little, come in a little bit light. Again, just the impact of us being in a different world right now.
1: Well, what they they try to do is is they try and, uh, shall I say, bleep with the numbers, in, in the sense that everybody doesn't buy a new house every year, I think is what they're trying to accomplish but but there's no question that uh the the price of i mean kind of Audrey back on in her area which orland and that whole area out there has not been uh it's not it hasn't been Texas or Florida, but still it's got to be up twenty twenty five percent in the last two or three years
6: oh yeah, and there are i you know, there's there's kind of a cycle. Well, I mean, you guys know this, but there's a cycle to the home buying thing, especially around kids going in school and that sort of thing. and we're in a lull period right now, but that'll start. That should normally start to kick in, and it'll be interesting to see if there's enough supply to for people that want to make that jump to you know the nice neighborhood with the school with the good schools for their kids. But
1: but clearly that number is way below what anybody thinks
6: it is. I mean... I, that number is much lower than I ever would have guessed that it would have been.
1: Yes. So, okay. so I'm saying there's there, there's holes in this survey. And, 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 oh,
6: yeah. No, there are huge holes in the survey, and the, the distribution of the stuff that goes into the survey is only updated every couple of years. And I, I want to say the last time they did um, an update to how it's fully calculated uh, they didn't make a whole lot of changes and it might have been because they wanted to wait till we got through the um the covid um through the pandemic before they make substantial changes to make sure they're right so we really may be dealing with a very antiquated calculation right now relative to uh, uh, it's always antiquated and it's no, and it really is not i mean, I think the one thing that everybody's going to agree on with respect to CPI is it's not a really good measure of, uh, how much things cost for individuals.
1: Just it, is, is it? Is it because people are, have just grown out of it that somehow between trying to make it meaningful to compare 1960 to today, which means you got to keep some things current, uh, it, but, but is it, or, or is it fall under by the way, are you going to get like a, a, a Professor uh, Rhodes law, like Professor Goodhart? He's got a law. Do you have a law yet?
0: I don't have a law
1: yet. Uh, should we try and make one for you? Uh, I'm gonna. I, I'm working
6: on something. Really? Well, what is? Yeah, it? but the last time I told people I was working on somebody, something, somebody stole it and made I a do? lot of money off of it. I would never like do that. that. Uh, I would never. I don't do that. trust our listeners. <laughs> God. What about our producer? Uh, I, I don't know about her. I'm still the jury's out. I yet. <laughs> Well, I'm working
2: uh, on stuff. i the been giving her. I've been, giving her,
6: yeah. I've been yeah. giving her real. Without going into what it was, I gave her some really good real world advice when I called in this morning.
2: Yeah, he was like, "Don't tell people you don't have a boyfriend."
6: <laughs> okay. uh, the last thing you want to do on the radio is say I don't have a boyfriend.
2: Well, thankfully, these people don't know what it looked like yet. So, <laughs>
6: yeah.
1: well, you could be. Uh, what, is the, what is the? What's the T-shirt? Looking for girlfriend with bass boat? Please send picture of bass boat.
2: Uh, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Any, anyway, like but here, that. here's a good one. Here's a good one, uh, and I don't know how this fits in to this thing, and, I, I, and maybe you can tell me. Uh, there's a there's a heading here for health insurance. All right, now okay, yeah. At PTI, we've been paying health insurance people for like a long time. Uh, it's one point one percent of the basket and it was down 1.2% last year. Explain to me Lucy when any year health insurance went down.
6: I don't know how it was able to bump down a little bit other than you know typically the people that buy the health insurance or or, or on the hook for the big part of the cost of it are employers and um, you know maybe they you know, fewer people were coming on board maybe uh, because of the State of the world. Companies were able to negotiate a slightly better rate. I don't know. But here's here's how. And if if costs are going up all over, if you're running a big company and costs are going up all over the place, um, your engineering bud from Pullman, uh, people like that are going to start figuring out where you know where can we cut the cost. And there may have been some really hardcore negotiations for uh, you know health insurance. Deals with with large companies this past year. Well,
1: this is Very where possible. This is where you and I, I think, sometimes run off to a, a section of the world where the listeners, I think, are, are interested, but they wonder what in God's name we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, because, I mean, to do to, just to do this line, if I was in charge of, uh, you know, coming up with the numbers on health insurance, God, Russell, I'd, I'd need I'd need you and, and, and ten of your guys. I don't even know how to do it. So let me explain that. When if 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 I'm if I'm paying well less, you know, PTI was paying whatever fifteen hundred a month for a package for people. Well, if all of a sudden the next year we hold the line at fifteen hundred, and say okay, but your your deductible is going to go up from five hundred to two thousand. But oh, by the way, if you're willing to come up with one hundred dollars a month, then we can put you on the plan. The last, you know, when we first when well, we used to have a lot of people. uh... We would have all kinds of things like that. If you want the dental, you gotta come up with it. If you want eyeglasses. But here's, mm-hmm. but here's what we're paying, which was, you know, 90% of it. We were, we we're always, you know, very generous with it. Uh, but by and large, some people didn't give a crap if they had eyeglasses or saying, don't pay for that for me. I don't wear eyeglasses, you know, uh, or some or you know, somebody else, you know, might say, "Hey, I go to the same dentist every year. I go, I go three times for a cleaning, and the guy doesn't take insurance. I'll just pay for it." Don't get me a dentist. So you, you're going to get that stuff. So my question to you is, mm-hmm. if, if if we all of a sudden make the make the change, uh, well, we're coming up with the same fifteen hundred we came up for last year, but now for the same package, you guys got to come up with, you know, two hundred a month or something like that a lot of companies did that but now how do how does that fit into this table we're paying the same amount but now your deductible just went up so it's not necessarily a cost but by the way the first time you go to the doctor or hospital you have to pay for it so where where is it exactly in here uh, cuz it's it still needs to be counted right you're not getting the same product but so i uh, uh, you will
6: know, it it will eventually show up in the health care services number. Okay. That's where it, it'll show up in you know, that, because it, and that's going to end up being the true cost of health care, not what you pay for your health insurance. So if a lot of people elected to bump their deductible up because they're like, hey, the only thing I'm worried about getting is COVID because I never leave my house, I'm going to you know, re up with a thousand dollar deductible instead of, you know, the the two hundred that I normally have. So uh, that, that's and which would which results in a lower healthcare, but you know, results in lower premiums.
1: Well, it it does, but it also now your but your cash out is I mean, right. I mean,
6: so uh, so you know, it's very possible it'll be, and, and that's that the healthcare number is the one that really hasn't bumped yet. Uh, And and that includes, you know, that's a combination of the supplies that people have to buy and uh, the services that are rendered. But those numbers are very much locked in each year contractually, and those things are being negotiated right now. So I think you are going to see that part of the CPI be be an upside surprise when we get January and February numbers.
1: What do you suppose would happen if if somebody was uh, some professor somewhere wrote a uh you already did yours you don't have to do two a doctoral thesis and went back and adjusted um all the CPI numbers for till two thousand based on the real percentage of healthcare in, in society. What do you suppose our our CPI will have been for the uh, fifteen years our bumps in Washington telling us there were no inflation? Uh
6: <laughs> much higher than it has been yeah, when you mention the bums in Washington, they they don't really worry about the cost of health care. Oh, well, they you know, should. They it, the, the government gives you some really generous packages there, and it's not something that, that you ever have to worry about, even if you've only been in Congress for six or seven oh, yeah. years. I think that's been catalyst to yeah. where you get the full retirement. But because they don't have to worry about it, it's not at the forefront of, you know, what we uh you know of of what of what we're paying attention to.
1: Well the, the 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 part that I think you and I discuss a lot and we try and put these numbers together which when when you do it it it, it can be horrifying, honestly. Uh, when you when you talk about uh you know, I know you know a lot of people in the area here, the, not that I ever go to an adult uh, uh or a place where there's adult beverages and, and talk to people who work in that industry and people who work here in the building and so forth when when you talk about health insurance if you're if you're a politician all they talk about is is the you know you got to get health insurance you got to get this and look what Obamacare does for you or look what this does for you so 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 let's say a, a family of four can pile on or five on Obamacare brands or silver plan, if they still even call them that for let's say fifteen hundred a month and maybe they'll even have reached the point where their employer splits it with them, uh, which is really kind of an odd way of doing it because it's tax deductible to the employer and not to the employee. So and I don't know how they work that, but it would seem like the last thing you want to do is give up that tax deduction. But, but I'm not working for the payroll company. Uh, but, but now you you split half of that. And but now I'm thinking that the deductible for people is probably for a family of four or five. It's got to be twelve grand, right? Twelve to fifteen. And if, oh, yeah. and if you and if you access numbers that say what what is the the not the average but the the mean family in this country how much cash not credit card debt or anything like that potential how much cash do people have for a crisis it comes down to what usually a thousand fifteen hundred two thousand a family uh or something along those lines so if you match those up and say all right because I've talked to a few people where they're if a kid got pl- hurt playing soccer or baseball, or their wife, uh, you know, all of a sudden has a, you know something more than a tummy ache, the thought of going to a, a hospital and getting the $4,000 bill out of the emergency room, if you want to see a look of horror on people's face, it's like they don't have any insurance. You know, and, that, and that's one of the single be- biggest reasons why people unexpectedly run up charges on their credit card. It's It's a hospital bill or a doctor bill that they didn't see coming. Now all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're paying twenty four percent. I mean, this this really piles on in this whole area, Russell. And I, I just the whole way it, it compounds and how it's being used and, and the, the the hardship it's creating is nowhere near in this CPI page that I can find. I mean, can you?
6: No, and I tried. I really, I, I, I back uh, after we got the November no, actually, actually got the October number. I did a deep dive into. You know how this thing is calculated, where all the numbers come from, and there's so many ways to poke holes in it. It's just ridiculous.
1: Why well, do you think? Absolutely. What is the motivation? I mean, you, you, well, you're you're you know you're at a big organization now. University of Indiana. You were you were at the CB. You you actually were at the CB. I was on the board, and I didn't get to get my fingers into the into the into the gears like you did. I mean, you know, how how does I mean, what is the mechanism for? If if somebody wanted to essentially give the wrong impression, I was going to say cheat on the CPI over a long period of time, how does that even work? I mean, it, you, you're not going to influence the person who comes in with the, you know, the the price of uh, you know red or I would say yellow yellow white and, uh, and 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 brown rice. I mean, you're not going to influence that person and say hey. Oh, you think that you say rice is up two percent, I want you to cut it to one but you you're not going to get to that level how how does how do you over a long period of time how does somebody that we pay their salaries publish something that say you know housing is up uh three percent when the whole world knows it's ten i mean how do you how do you even make that happen I don't, a, because I've never been in a bureaucracy that big, I wouldn't know how to do that who do you who do you I use the term get to as this outsider would say <laughs>
6: I don't think you, you, well, you, you, make sure that whatever number is getting put out there, um isn't going to, you know, overly shock things. And CPI is not one that, that, that they, they don't do, do they do CPI revisions? No. No, so, and, so there's some numbers they do revisions on. Well, there's, a, there's adjusted uh, and numbers. And the numbers that they do revisions on, if the number doesn't look totally right, uh, they may add some, what they call seasonally adjusting to it. Well, there is some seasonal adjusting. Make it look right. I, I've never uh, seen,
1: I've never seen, uh, them come out today and say last month's number of, uh, of No, 29. I don't think they ever that, have. That, no. I,
6: I, that's one of those things that I was 99% sure on. Yeah, just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm with you on a 99. Yeah. percent I've never seen it. Now they do have adjusted numbers. Now can they mess with the adjusted side? Possibly.
6: Mm-hmm. But but I guess what I'm
1: asking: where where in the chain of events, somebody somewhere, uh, his job it is to talk about rents, and, th- and that person's, I think, is not a dummy. He's kind of no, come no, up and no say not at all. he's so gonna he can, he's going to come up and say you know, we
6: can. You can mess around with some of the, the, uh, the seasonal adjustment It's the one, it's the one tool and their toolbox to make the numbers look more like they want them to look.
1: Well, I guess I'm, the question I'm yeah. asking, I know you don't know the answer to me, maybe closer to me. Where, where in the organization, this thing has to go from desk to desk to desk, boy, using my old school stuff. Where's, where's someplace <laughs> does, does somebody look at the, at the rent number at 10% and go, eh, and cross it out and put three?
6: Well, I can tell you the big part, and this is a little bit of a twist on it, and this is not saying, for God's sake, I am not talking about CBO when I say this. Um, but typically, uh, the gatekeeper behind the, the numbers is the chief financial officer at a, at a company, right? And they'll uh, you know if you propose doing something new, they'll look through the numbers and they'll say, ah, you know, that's going to cost you more than you're guessing. Uh, you're not going to generate that much revenue as quickly as you're going to. Uh, but then also, you know, they, they have a lot of input into the numbers that end up being put out, uh, publicly as well. And they can, there, there, are things you can do to try to make the numbers look better than, uh, you want them to, or than they should at a public company. Eventually it catches up with you. Um, at the government level, it's probably a high-level bureaucrat that has stayed out of the politics and been able to uh, make both sides of the aisle happy with the numbers that they report. Um, And so I assume there's one filter that if they're unhappy with how the numbers are looking, they can sit back and say, could you go double-check that? And, you know maybe because I think it should be a little bit lower and then they uh, do a little finagling and come back with a lower number.
1: So you're saying there's a a political win that's sort of recognized.
6: I think there, I, I'm and I'm not so paranoid that I think the deep state runs every aspect of our life, but I do think that there are some people that are lifelong uh, government employees in Washington, D.C. that, know how to play the game to be a lifelong employee in Washington DC.
1: Well I just was always curious if 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 uh Eliani is supposed to come up with the numbers on rice. I don't think it Sometimes th- I have to. I mean do, yeah don't take don't take this wrong. <laughs> I don't think at her level actually just going out there and studying the stuff, I don't think they want her to take the three percent increase and make it one on her own. Right? But they also probably don't want her in the first iteration having the number being three, because somebody somewhere is going to want the number to be one and not three, especially if it's rent or something big like that or health insurance. I just wonder who who who, who is the who's the person where it enters their desk and the number is ten, and when it leaves their desk, the number is three. And who they, and who are they talking to to, to think that's okay for them to do that without notifying somebody else? It's gotta be pretty high up.
6: Yeah, I think it would be fairly high up and, um that they would also be knowledgeable in that. You know, it, we got a, it, we got a 7% on the dot note, number. Uh,
1: this, this month? Time. No, this month we're, uh, we're 5, we're 5, uh, real number and 6, uh, X food energy. We got a dash. We'll talk more about this, uh, Next um, week, because we will tell. We got the PPI coming in. We'll we'll see how much they match up, too. Uh, take care of yourself. Are you, in, are you in Indiana, or are you here? I am in Indiana. Well, that's right. You're, you're teaching today. Day. You're teaching today. Well, good luck. One of these days, I want to see Thank you in me. class. I promise not to wing anything.
6: You're more than welcome to come down anytime.
1: Can I raise my hand? I will not sit in the front row. I love sitting in the back. I always sit in the back. Yeah just saying. Damn, a good one. You can SB, no question. SP Futures up 22. The Futures up 134. I don't know how you'd explain me. Be back tomorrow. Stocks yeah. and Jocks.
7: Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProdirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708 349 3456. Homsey Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit homseyanalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708 403 2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1 800 821 4968.
4: What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't
7: f***ing know either. I guess we learned not to do it again.